And we're joined on the line now by Mohamed Nala, analyst at NetBank Capital. Good morning, Mohamed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Oh, it's been a while, but why do you sound so somber this morning? <laughs> Is <laughs> it, it that bad? Is it that it's, bad? <laughs> it's actually not that bad. I mean, thankfully, markets seeming to be uh, a little bit greener than they have been over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, and I guess, you know, partially behind that, Sakina, we've got this good news of some sorts coming out of China in the form of more stimulus. We can unpack that. But uh, sorry to say, I'm, I'm not sober, but uh, I guess the RAND being a bit weaker, maybe that's some cause to be a bit sober as well. So let's unpack that. So on Friday, um, a stimulus announced for China, but uh, now we're waiting to hear what that five-year plan actually entails. Yeah, so on, on Friday, we had Chinese, I guess more of the same. We had some, some monetary stimulus coming through there. They cut their, their interest rates, and this is to try and uh, protect that 7% growth target that they've had on the table for quite some time. And as Chinese growth slows, but that's not the core focal point. Uh, the big focal point this week is that we've had Chinese leaders, uh, they're meeting to unveil that five-year plan. Now, we know the Chinese, they plan in very long-term cycles. So this is just another five-year plan within a multi-decade Strategy. So the market's going to be wanting to see, you know, what do the Chinese put on the table here? A very strong focus, I guess, in terms of structural reform coming through in terms of, of China. Uh, and, and what's important here is that the Chinese are looking at liberalizing their capital markets in terms of you know, getting capital controls to actually be eased. Uh, and this all as the Chinese try to uh, get the, their currency entrenched as a global reserve currency. So a couple of things we're watching out for. Uh, there's this new, relatively new policy from China called the One Belt, One Road, or the New Silk Road policy. Uh, and the market's probably going to want to see how do they integrate this into the, the more medium-term frame. And I say medium term, big five years. Uh, thus far, I must say, I'm, I'm reasonably surprised, even with all of this talk of more Chinese stimulus, and in fact, the monetary stimulus on Friday as well, uh, the RAND failing to rally quite substantially, in fact, you know, very little in, in, indeed. Uh, and this in the context where we've actually had a risk appetite picking up. We've had a relatively stronger global markets on Friday. So I'm hoping for that to hopefully filter through to the RAND and domestic markets this morning as well. And speaking of which, uh, the RAND remains on the back foot, Mohamed, uh, despite some well-supported emerging market risk appetite late last week. Very much so. I guess this is some of the reason to be somber. Unfortunately, we had our medium-term budget and uh, wasn't very well received by the market. At the same time, we had the unfortunate backdrop of protests that have come through. And I say it's unfortunate because you know, not in terms of the intent of the protests, but certainly in terms of what that does for, for investor sentiment and a little bit of nervousness. So we saw all of that Mohammed? in terms of markets. Yes, Sakina. Okay, the lines just deteriorated somewhat, the quality on the lines. I don't know what you did. Maybe just move around slightly. <laughs> I do apologize. Can you hear me now? Much better. Okay, so effectively some of that's come through in terms of nervousness on the RAND. We saw it over the course of the last week or so. We've seen that RAND move from levels of around 13 RAND to the U.S. dollar all the way to where we are now around 13 RAND 60. So I'm hopeful we've got a cluster of RAND support around here. Uh, unfortunately, if 13.60, call it 13.70 goes to the upside, then we're probably going to see it move back above 14. Uh, but I'm still quite hopeful that we find some support here in the shorter term. But lots of event risks, certainly with the U.S. Federal Reserve later this week as well. Well then, uh, Mohammed, just uh, very quickly uh, looking at what's happening in the United States. Eyes on the U.S. Fed this week uh, with no hike expected, though. We're over that. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the U.S. really has been the cause for much volatility in markets. We've got the FOMC this week. Uh, the market expectations around the Fed rate hike have actually been pushed out quite considerably. If you have a look at the market expectations, they've actually pushed out to around the middle of next year. So that's, that's quite dovish. Uh, I don't think we have that long. I think the Fed are not likely to make a move here at this October meeting because mainly there's no policy conference at this meeting. Uh, some of the data has been a little bit softer recently. Uh, but what I would expect is I would still expect the Fed to be hiking their rates at the December meeting. That's the last one this year. And the probability of that has decreased. And unfortunately, this remains, I guess, the linchpin behind global financial markets right now is what is the U.S. Fed going to do? Uh, that uncertainty uh, does predispose us, especially the RAND, uh, to a very high degree of volatility. So just keep an eye out on that. If the Fed doesn't do anything, we'll get that support I'm talking about on the RAND. If the Fed uh, does throw us a curveball, if they surprise us, unfortunately, uh, that will predispose the RAND as well as other emerging markets uh, to a lot more volatility.